Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service, 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Good afternoon, Trey. Sheridan hey, Takeover. Sheridan Takeover. That's right. <laughs> uh, part two. Yep. <laughs> so I'm gathering. Y'all know each other? Absolutely. All yeah, right. We've yep. not known each other since. Well, we have the Sheridan legend. Yep. 1996, 1997. Yep. Same high school. That's right. Man, that is, uh, I, I didn't realize I was creating Homecoming yep. part two here today. Um. I read an article today, and I found it, it It was called on The Athletic, the SEC Mailbag. And it said, which assistants will be on the radar for head coaching jobs in 2024? And they've got them broken down into different tiers. And what I mean by that, Trey, they've got higher, mid-level, Power 5 job, mid-level, Power 5, or group of five, uh, lower level, power five, or group of five. And of all these categories, I did not see Dan Enos, his name, one time. You know, Dan Enos in his introductory press conference kind of indicated that he felt he was a better coordinator than coach. Really? Yeah, than, than head coach. Yeah. So uh, he did leave a head coaching job to come to Arkansas, if you remember. Yes. The first time around, so I, I mean, I, I'm sure somebody offers him three million dollars or something that might be hard sure. for him to turn down. But uh, he did kind of indicate that he thinks he's kind of more cut out to be a coordinator. Well, Glenn Schumann of Georgia, he is the uh, co-defensive coordinator. He's in the higher mid-level Power Five jobs, mid-level Power Five or Group of Five. Brad White from Kentucky, he's a defensive coordinator. Blake Baker who is Missouri's defensive coordinator, and then Matt House, LSU's defensive coordinator. Then you get the low-level Power Five or Group of Five, Tim Banks, who is Tennessee's defensive coordinator, Tommy Reeves, which is Alabama's offensive coordinator. Boy, get this group. Bobby Petrino, Will Muschamp, Mike Bobo, yeah. Philip Montgomery, or Kevin Steele. All those are former head coaches, and uh, they've got them at lower power, lower level power five or group of five. Don't Will you champs get another shot? Yeah, and with basketball, yeah. the basketball is the same way as football. I think SEC football has been so dominant. Trey, would you not agree? Because coaching, where great coaches go, great players go, and I think that's why we've seen this rise in SEC basketball. Certainly getting Aiden in the tournament last year, but I, I, I think it's a lot of it's coaching because you've seen it all over the board. Every coach in the SEC can just flat coach. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, this this conference draws, you know, Nick Saban's not from this area. Brian Kelly's not from this area. It, it draws coach. Eric Musselman's not from this area. Yeah. Uh, the elite talent is in the southeast. It just is. It always has been, and uh, that's where – I mean, it's just kind of a snowball effect. This is where the talent is. Well, that's going to draw the coaches in and, you know, the fan support, the, the amount of money that, you know, the Southeast is not 
compared to the, a lot of the other parts of the country, it's not a rich area. Mm-hmm. But they contribute to the college football and college basketball programs, um, and that's, that's just a snowball effect. All right, Trey, this is from our Asher Record Service Company live fan feedback. Larry says, Trey, watch the story about the Harding Academy recruit. I think he's a linebacker. The guy went from not even being a recruit to being offered by almost every Power 5 program in the country. Watch his story, and does Arkansas have a chance? Yeah, Arkansas has a chance. I think they're in good shape with him. I'm not ready to call it or anything because I don't really know why it's story. He's not really – he's just not one of those guys that's interested in talking. Mm-mm. I mean, you know, Danny's reached out to him, I think, a couple times and, you know, um, just kind of respectfully declined. And, you know, you got to appreciate when somebody does that. Traylon Burks was kind of the same way, just didn't want to, didn't want to really talk. Why maybe even more like that. <laughs> uh, but that's just kind of the approach he's taken. It's not like he just – you know, people said he wasn't good enough, and then suddenly he's a recruit. It's People just didn't really know a lot about him. And then, you know, suddenly, you know, the tape starts getting out. And, um, well, tape, the, the huddle <laughs> starts mm-hmm. getting out. And, uh, you know, it opens a lot of people's eyes. And so, I mean, you, you don't. It, it doesn't take long to turn on, you know, go to huddle and, and watch his video to realize, you know, this guy's got a chance to be really big time. Um I think he has a chance. I think he has a chance to move up to be a four star. Uh, it's just that you got to come get a look at him, yeah, you know, in person. You know, our guys aren't our guys aren't ones to just rank somebody a four star without seeing them, without getting verified, you know, track or forty numbers and stuff and stuff like that. Otherwise, I think he'd be that right now. But um, again, I don't know. But I honestly think he probably just doesn't really care. He just wants to go to college. I would assume. Well, it's interesting because once that huddle tape was out, Southern Cal, Clemson, Ohio State all flew in to Searcy, Arkansas to look at this young man up close. Mm -hmm. And it seems like, Trey, and and obviously you have far more expertise in this than uh, the rest of us do, but once you get that first big domino to fall, does it not seem like all of a sudden, I mean, he just blew up. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it was Southern Cal or if it was Ohio State or whoever it was, but whoever made that first official offer, then all of a sudden Clemson jumps in, Oklahoma jumps in, Arkansas jumps. I mean, there, it's mm-hmm. it's like a landslide all of a sudden. No, there's no question that coaches see that. And these coaches are also, they know each other a lot of times. Sure. You know, they they know if Sam Pittman makes a call on an offensive lineman getting an offer, then that means something, you know. Um, and and these coaches know that, so that's, I mean, that's one way it happens. Absolutely, no question that there is, um, you know, kind of a a follow me type of deal when it comes to scholarship offers. You, I mean, it just you just pick up momentum like that. But I'm not sure who the who the first was to offer. I could probably. I could probably look and find out, but uh, yeah, when it happened, it uh, they just they just flowed in. So Trey, we're seeing this explosion with basketball in the state of Arkansas. Just the number of Division One players, but Power Five Division One players. You played the game at a high level. You're seeing it right now. What is football experiencing the same thing in, for the state of Arkansas for the average high school football? What do you think? What's your opinion? Well, this is a good year. This is a good year inside the state, but you know, last year wasn't that great a year. Uh, I, I just think it's cyclical. I don't know 
what it is about basketball in this state, but uh, this state produces way above what it should. You know, in terms of per capita, I mean, it's it's got to be among the very elite states in the country yep. in terms of producing basketball talent. This is a really good year for football. Um, last year wasn't that good. Uh, you know, it just kind of it's just kind of cyclical for some reason in football. And you know, you look at Arkansas. There's three million people here. There's three million people in Mississippi. Yep. Mississippi way outproduces. Or I mean, it's not even close to how much more talent Mississippi produces than the state of Arkansas does. Uh, so, I think it's just one of those years. You know, it's just just happens to be one of those years. 2019 was a really great year inside the state. Um, and that's just kind of how it goes. Uh, you know, a lot of it, uh, you know, you talk to some AAU coaches, they'll tell you that there's a lot of kids playing basketball or good basketball players, but if they played football, they'd be Division One, mm-hmm. you know, prospects. Um, so, you know, you know, like a, a 6'3 guard, you know, may, he's probably really good, you know, at, you know, wherever he's playing in high school in Arkansas or AAU, but, you know, maybe a, you know, mid-major type talent, yeah. um, you know. So, but whereas, you know, he might be a, an NFL wide receiver one day, but yeah, he's, playing, sure. he's playing basketball. Dre, yep. you had one right here in central Arkansas last year, Nico Devier. Devier, yeah. Uh, he was an excellent basketball player, but yep. he's also a heck of a defensive end. And uh, he went the football route, not the basketball route. He may not have had the op- same opportunities yep. in basketball, but nevertheless, he was a very, very good basketball player. Yeah. I mean, Nico be like a 6'4", 6'5", post player kind of type. <laughs> I mean, he's also, you know, probably 250, 260 or so in high school. So I would call um, him an enforcer last year. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, he, he played around the basket, and uh, you really didn't want to go inside against Nico. Uh, he, wouldn't, he would not back down. Mm-hmm. Trey, I've been wanting to ask this. I, I've heard you say it many times before, but I don't know that there's – ever been a actual research get the data give the reasons why you were saying per capita with the same population basically between arkansas and mississippi if mississippi is outproducing arkansas we'll just say two to one what are the factors what are the reasons why why is not arkansas trying to copy then the state of mississippi uh, is it just the fact that the talent is just better regardless yeah. of whatever the study talent, that you could the do? Just, yeah, the talent's just better. Okay. Just different demographics. Just that simple. But, Trey, yeah. do you think the, let's say, early intervention, when, when players start playing really young, which you're seeing that Louisiana, Mississippi, Georgia, where these they're playing tackle football so young, do you think that has anything to do with it? Because we're still seeing a lot of kids that are not playing tackle till junior high mm-hmm. in the state mm-hmm. of Arkansas. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to say too much or make anything about race or anything like that, but there's just a, a different demographic in, in Mississippi versus Arkansas, and that plays part of the role. Well, I've always wondered, I mean, when you, you look at uh, some of the Texas players and they were saying the way that they are being developed, you usually – can still find the athlete who's still got upside left. But in many of these so-called quality players in Texas, because of early development, they're already done by the time they reach yep. the senior high level. And you've got to continue to have that growth uh, as you get to the collegiate level because you're probably not going to be good enough 
as a senior in high school is what you're going to be, obviously, uh, what you could be in college. So yep. you, can, you can say in some cases, some have overdone it, on the other hand. Absolutely. That's what Lewis used to tell me, Lewis, when he was recruiting Texas. He'd say, listen, some of these kids are so coached up, they're at their ceiling right now. They're as good That's as they're Coach Campbell. Be. Coach Campbell. Lewis Campbell's my uncle and coached at Arkansas defensive backs for a long time. And so, you know, that was the standard in Texas. And, of course, everybody red shirts, so the kids are older anyway. And certainly you have to factor that in. All right, let's get Roe on. Roe, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey. Yeah, actually, I'm, I'm calling in to help Trey out. Uh, and when I say it's, it's something that Trey wouldn't say, but it's the truth. And Go it is it. what it is. Uh, all of your, your freak athletes, your best athletes, if you look where they come from, they come from Alabama, Mississippi, Florida, Virginia, Georgia, the Carolinas, and places like that. Am I correct? That's where most of them come from. Am I correct? Yep. There's okay. a pretty good running what? back out of uh, Philadelphia, Mississippi, by the name of Marcus Dupree. Exactly. Now, let's take a history lesson. We know there were practices that went on back in the 1700s and 1800s that would yield a bigger uh, worker. I, I'm trying to say this without, you know, making a lot of people uncomfortable. Sure. Or yeah, whatever. that's, but, that's exactly where I was going, so, but you go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so I'm going to so just tell you, it's, it's slave port. That's where your that's where your freak athletes come from. Arkansas doesn't touch water like that. Never played for it, so you don't have those freak athletes like you have in Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, Florida, the Carolinas. Like I said earlier, Virginia. That's why all the play for it were. That's why all your big crazy freakish athletes are even to this day because those roots still run deep in those areas. So but- you were you were asking that question, and I knew. Trey being the good guy that he is, he's not going to go in depth and tell you what it is, but that's what it is. And I just wanted to call in and say it. But Ro, the, thank you, my thank, friend. Thank you. Ro, the I interesting thing is we have them in basketball but not in football. And, and well, so the numbers say. Because we have the freak athletes in basketball. So the question is why do we not have those in football? Hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's a great that's a great question, Bart. Um, you know, part of it could be, you know, something to do with – uh, you know, just the, you know, culture of how these kids are brought up, the sports they're brought up playing. And, you know, there's fewer basketball players that are required on a roster, obviously, you know, sure. 13 in college versus, you know, 85 scholarship players in football. That could also be part of it as well. Well, there's uh, only takes five. It really, it only takes two. You yeah. play one-on-one in basketball. You need at least six or seven or eight on each side to have a decent baseball game in the sandlot i mean does it take to have a, a, a fun game of of sandlot football do you need six or seven again there yep. so more than two uh more than two yeah so i can see where basketball definitely benefits from the fact that you know i can throw a rim up there on top of the side of the wall start shooting away let's talk to brett brett good afternoon you got a question or comment for trey yes sir i do um and maybe I didn't hear all your conversations, so you guys maybe have, have already covered this. I know you're talking about uh, what Arkansas produces in terms of D1 football. My question is, um, seems to be back in the 60s, 70s, 80s, whatever, uh, a lot of Razorback players came from Little Rock. Sure. Little Rock. Little Rock Central. Yeah. Little Rock Park. And uh, it seems kind of as, as those programs have, have struggled, uh, our 
Arkansas. I think that's a direct impact on the University of Arkansas on on, on the absolutely a little rock. Absolutely, and you're seeing the numbers that are being produced. Uh, Parkview won last year's was it five A state championship, and um, they produced what four I believe Joiner. Uh, the quarterback who turned wide receiver. Anyway, there there were three or four guys who got D1 tickets last year uh, from Parkview. And I think you'll probably see three or four. They've got what uh, would you say, uh, Troy, one of the better all-around athletes in the state that's at Parkview right now. So, yeah, you need – you. it's always been said, Brett, you need Central Arkansas to be good in football. It. it produces – Great Razorback teams. Thank you, Brett. Wow. Trey, we blew through this one today. All right, sure buddy. Trey. Thanks, okay. buddy. Yep. I love getting later. Sheridan Yellow Jackets <laughs> in the studio That's right. and on the line. Go Jackets. There Thanks, you Trey. go. Trey Biddy of hogsports.com.